Good afternoon and welcome to the April 2015 edition of the International Accounting Education Standard Board's audio podcast. I'm Keith Bowman, chair of the IAESB Consultative Advisory Group. And in fact, this was my first meeting to attend as chair and I'm moderator for today's event. Thank you for joining us. Today we'll share the highlights from the IAESB's meeting held in New York City from April 20 to April 22. Joining me are IAESB Chair Chris Austin, Deputy Chair Anne-Marie Vitale, and Education Board Member David Simcoe. Welcome to all of you. And I'm going to start with Chair Chris Austin and ask him if he can give us his thoughts and highlights from the meeting of the last two and a half days. Thank you, Keith. I'd like to thank all of my board colleagues and advisors and IAESB staff. We've had a really productive and busy two and a half days. Uh, I'd like to welcome Anne-Marie Vitali as the new deputy chair and yourself as the new CAG chair. We've had a refresh of board membership, which has brought increased professional and geographical diversity, and that really benefited all of our discussions. We're focused for the time being on guidance for adoption and implementation, as well as having a strategic look at the medium-term future demands in accounting education. Uh, Anne-Marie and Dave Simcoe will present the highlights of this board's achievements. Thank you, Chris. And now I'd like to invite Education Board Member David Simcoe to discuss new developments regarding the framework for international education standards for professional accountants. Thank you, Keith. Uh, this really was a very important board meeting for the framework task force. It, it really represented a culmination of a lot of hard work and effort that went into revising the framework document to better align with the clarified education standards. We began the meeting by presenting to the board uh, our proposed changes to the framework document from the comments we received during the exposure draft period. Uh, in addition, we also included our responses to feedback that we received from the CAG, and uh, I, I think we spent a lot of time evaluating and processing and, and trying to be very uh, dutiful in our, our, uh, our recognition of those uh, comments and, and how they would help us improve the framework document. We had some very good discussion here at the board. Uh, we included their comments and reactions uh, in a uh, updated draft that we then discussed and ultimately presented to the board for approval. And the, the very good news coming out of the, the board meeting this week is the board unanimously voted to approve the framework document. And a uh, uh, good feeling uh, for me personally uh, to, to bring closure to this, this project uh, that we began about a year and a half ago. Where the framework document goes from here is uh, still very important steps remaining. It will undergo what we refer to as a plain English review uh, to make sure that the, the framework document is, is clearly understood uh, and interpreted by, by all users globally. Uh, the draft, drafting work group chair will have a chance to review it and, and as well as myself to make sure any proposed edits coming out of that plain English review. Uh, do not significantly modify the intended meaning of the framework document. And then finally, we'll be presenting it to the PIOB as part of their meeting in June for approval. 
so although it felt like a, a huge hurdle this week, we still have a couple key steps left and then looking forward to making the framework document available to the public in the very near future. Thank you, David. And now I'm going to ask uh, Deputy Chair Anne-Marie Vitale for an update on the Learning Outcomes Guidance Project proposal. Thank you, Keith. This was a very productive meeting for the Learning Outcomes Task Force and the Board. Throughout this process, the Board and the Task Force were focused on the benefits of a learning outcome approach, um, which will ensure the benefit of the public interest. The draft consultation paper, consisting of the value proposition in adopting a learning outcomes approach and the guiding principles were presented, an agreement was reached to finalize the consultation paper for issuance in the next several months. The guiding principles are a reference tool that can be used to assist member bodies and other stakeholders in adopting uh, and implementing a learning outcomes approach. We're issuing this in the form of a consultation paper and we'll be seeking comment from the member bodies and stakeholders as it relates to the guiding principles. In addition, a set of frequently asked questions was presented and agreed to with the objective of providing helpful guidance to member bodies implementing the learning outcomes approach. The board and the task force is well positioned to issue a suite of implementation guidance in accordance with the original project plan. We are absolutely committed to the public interest and the implementation guidance serves that interest by assisting the adoption of the high quality international education standards. Thank you, Anne-Marie. And Chris, before we close this edition of the podcast, I'd like to give you a chance to offer some closing remarks. Thank you, Keith. Well, as we've just heard, the board had a very productive two and a half days, uh, furthering its overall objective of serving the public interest by enhancing the quality of professional accounting education. Um, it's clear that education is a dynamic uh, concept. The principle of lifelong learning with the focus on learning outcomes that the board has reflected in the revised international education standards which means what can you analyze, assess, challenge, not just what facts do you know. All of that requires a continuous effort. So although we've reached the watershed with the completion of the revisions project and now the approval of the framework, there's no shortage of issues to consider in relation to accounting education impact on the profession. And we're looking forward to a very busy agenda later this year. Thank you, Chris, as always, very insightful. This concludes the April 2015 edition of the Education Board's audio podcast. Again, I'd like to thank IASB Chair Chris Austin, Deputy Chair Anne-Marie Vitale, and Board Member David Simcoe for joining us today. The IASB will hold its next meeting in New York City on November 4 to November 6 in 2015. The Education Board meetings are open and members of the public may register as observers. Registration to do this closes one week before the first day of each meeting to allow time for attendees to be registered with security personnel. More information is available on our website at www.iaesb.org. Listeners can find these podcasts on the meetings page of the Education Board website or by subscribing through iTunes. Again, I'm Keith Bowman, and thank you for listening, and please join us again in November.